This is episode number 22 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to episode number 22 of High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. So in this episode, I'm going to focus on how to make yourself indispensable as a leader in a crisis. And if you want to have solid job security, or if you're an entrepreneur and you want to be able to grow your business while things are bad for everybody else, then the five things that I'll cover uh, toward the end of the of this session are going to be really, really helpful. Uh, just so you know, the episode is brought to you by the Leaders Institute. And if you're not familiar with my company, if you're not familiar with the Leaders Institute, it's an organization that helps individuals and companies improve soft skills. So um, like for instance, in the post-COVID world that we're in right now, we're seeing a new, what I call a success marker. You know, companies, customers, they're all looking for leaders who can adapt to change in a really fast-paced environment. And, And these are the things that the Leaders Institute really specializes in. We help leaders and potential leaders develop skills that allow them to motivate their team more effectively, problem solve, increase creativity, build teamwork, the things that really make organizations run in a, in a very effective way. So if you're looking for a way to motivate your team or to train your employees to be more autom- autonomous or successful, you go to leadersinstitute.com and click on the I'd like more information link and one of our instructors will follow up with you shortly. All right, so let's get on with today's podcast. So I, I took my first leadership training course back over 20 years ago and, I, and it that one class did more for me than all of the education that I worked so hard for in high school and college, uh, that, that single class was more valuable than all of the seminars that I, that my former employers had provided for me. In fact, I mean, I got more benefit from that one course than all of the conventions that I went to, all the books that I'd read, all the trade journals that I'd read. And I have to say that, that, that very first leadership seminar was by far the most valuable training that I ever received. And, and it was one of those things that I call like, uh, you know, the one moment in time situation that can change a person's whole life and, and change their whole direction and, and give them direction in their lives. So for me, this was my moment. And I, I, what I'm going to cover on this session are just a few of the things that I learned from that very first seminar, that very first leadership seminar that I went to that I hope can help you kind of move through the the challenges that you might be going through right now um, with all the things that are going on in the world. So I hope you guys get as much value, value out of this as what I did back in the day. Um, so these are some of those life lessons. For those of you who don't know, I mean, I grew up in a very, very poor rural town in Arkansas. And even though I was poor, though, I was taught that education was the key to getting out of poverty. My mom was was um, one of those folks that that pretty inspirational. She, I mean, even from an early age, she would kind of tell me, even though we were living in the sticks and we didn't have two dimes to rub together, she would say, "Hey, Doug, you can be whatever you want to be. You can even be president of the United States if you want to be. You know that kind of thing." And I, I, I know that. A lot of times, especially in today's world, I think sometimes we forget to we we forget how influential we are to our kids. And 
if some of those things that we tell them really, really early can stick with them. And so that, that inspiration that my mom gave me really early on kind of helped me strive for that education. I knew that I didn't want to live the way that we had been living. I knew that I wanted to do, do more. And, and, and if mom said I could do it, then okay, maybe there's a shot, right? So I, I worked my way through college and I qualified for a few scholarships along the way. So it, it helped. But mainly the way that I got through college was I took out massive loans, hoping that someday my education would, would make me rich and I wouldn't have to worry about it, right? Uh, but a couple of years out of college, though, I, I, I noticed that I was making a lot less than my friends who had started working at companies right out of high school. You know, the ones that skipped college, they were actually making more money than I had with my, my college degree and kind of didn't set well with me. And, and I had a ton of new expenses, like all of a sudden I had insurance and rent and car payments and college loans that I had to pay back. So uh, I quickly realized, you know, just by running the numbers that the money that I was pulling in after taxes was less than the minimal experience expenses that I was, that I was required to pay every single month. So the more that I ran those numbers, the more I realized that I was going bankrupt one paycheck at a time. And that's when I, I kind of got angry. Uh, I mean, really kind of disappointed with myself. I mean, I knew that I was capable of more. I knew that with the education that I had, that I should be accomplishing more, but I just didn't really know how to do it. Um, you know, I, I was basically at that point getting poorer every single week that, <laughs> that I was working. So I figured that there had to be a better way. And I started looking for people who were succeeding. I stopped, I stopped getting my advice at that point from folks who didn't have fruit on the tree. So I stopped listening to the other broke people that just graduated from college. Right? <laughs> I stopped listening to in a lot of situations, my professors, you know, a lot of my professors were broke too, you know? So um, I, I started looking for folks that were more successful. And um, the, one of the people that I came across was um, this lady that taught this first leadership course that I was talking about early in the, in the podcast. So basically that first leadership training program that I took back in the early nineties, I guess, um, the tuition, by the way, back then was like $795, which that was about half of my monthly salary at the time. And I was terrified to spend the money. And the, the woman who taught the class, she was an excellent salesperson as well as an excellent coach. And she kind of said, it's not an expense, Doug. It's an investment. You're, you're investing in yourself. And the way that she kind of explained it to me was she said, you know, hey, you can go out and you can buy a new suit. Hey, you can go out and you can buy a new car. And, and that's, that's an expense because that new suit's going to wear out. But if you train yourself, if you train your brain, if you start, lit, start doing things differently, then you have that forever. Once you gain a skill, you gain that skill forever. You get the benefit of that skill for years and years and years. So, and, and she was, she was right. I mean, it, it, it actually worked that way. So it, it didn't turn, even though it seemed like a really solid expense for me, it turned out to be a really, really nice investment. And, and incidentally, six months after taking that, that first training program, I tripled my income. I mean, I, I, I changed careers entirely, ended up getting a, a position that was at the end of every month, I was making triple what I had at the company that I was working at before. And then within like six months after that, 
I had doubled my income again. So, I mean, it's a, it was a huge increase in a very short period of time. And over the next 10 years or so, it was, it was a slow and steady progress. But um, before I was 35 years old, I made my first million dollars. And, and, and just so you know, I mean, um, after I learned how to do it, it was much easier because it took me, you know, almost 35 or right at 35 years or so to get the first million but it took me like six months to get the second. So once I learned the process, it was repetitive. I could do it over and over and over again. And those skills that I had learned became very, very valuable. So here's what I figured out that, you know, helped me and, and really thousands of others get a higher level of financial success. The main thing is that knowledge is vital to getting ahead, but it's really just the ticket to get in the game. It, it's not until you decide to do something with that knowledge that um, that you actually become more successful. Having a bunch of information in your head that you never use is worthless to everybody. However, if you can get knowledge and turn that into a skill, now that's what that what's valuable in in the business world. So, um, and just and and out of, out of all the skills that are out there, by the way, the most highly sought after skill in business, it's not accounting, it's not engineering, it's not computer skills. It's actually public speaking and leadership. And you, you would, it, it's, what's interesting is that a lot of times folks will kind of argue with me. It's like, no man, engineers make a whole lot more money than blank. Or if you're in the computer industry, you can make a whole lot more money. Well, yeah. But the thing is though, is that the higher level that you get within an organization or the bigger you grow your organization, the less your success will depend upon the day-to-day skills that um, that are in that industry, right? So like, for instance, the people that are at the highest levels of, of any engineering firm, they're not there because they're the absolute best engineers. They got fantastic engineers probably working somewhere within their, within their organization, but they're there because of their leadership. They're there because of their communication. They're there because of the way that they motivate and inspire people. And that's really what you find in, in every single industry. So Folks who reach the highest level of every institution typically know less about the day-to-day operations than even the newest employee a lot of times. So, um, but the, the opposite side of that though is that they tend to excel at, at leading people. They didn't tend to excel at motivating people. The, the very best leaders in any organization are not the people who grow their own stature, by the way. They're the people who grow other leaders. And once I figured that out, I realized that just about everything that I was doing to get ahead was totally and absolutely wrong. And that's what, what kind of turned things around for me because to be a great leader, you, what you really want to do is teach the people around you, your secrets to success. For instance, when I, when, when I used to work um, in, in corporate America, you know, back before I started my own company and I was, and I was, um, you know, had the, the nine to five job, I never worked from nine to five ever. Right. I was always, in really, really early, and I was always there late, 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 late. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a workaholic. So, um, I, I used to do that because I, I, and because I wanted to be productive, and and I wanted to be the most productive person in in the department, the most productive person in the company, the pro- most productive person. Period. I mean, that was my my goal, and um, so I was working really, 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 really hard, 
but I didn't get promoted a lot, which was interesting. You, you would think the harder working person is the one that's going to get promoted. But um, what I, the reason after, you know, after owning my own business now for quite a while and, and looking at people uh, kind of go um, uh, gravitate through my organization as well, I realize now in hindsight why I didn't get promoted as, as, promoted as quickly as what other people did. My manager couldn't afford to promote me. <laughs> if he did, if my manager promoted me, he'd have to hire two people to replace me. Um, now, don't get me wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not telling you to slough off. And and hey, if you slough off, you'll get promoted. It's the exact opposite of that. I'm, what I'm saying is, instead, what I what I started doing when I really started to to gravitate through the organization and become um, promotable. Anyway, it was when I started teaching the people around me how to do what I was doing to increase their own productivity. So basically it wasn't just me being more productive. It was when I taught other people in my, in my sphere of influence, how to be more productive. You know, I, I mean, the old adage is many hands make light work, you know? So when that next promotion came after me doing this for just a short period of time, I was the obvious choice. I was the people, I was the person on the, uh, in the organization that was not only productive myself, but I was leading a team of highly productive people as well. So in my early days, by the way, before I figured this out, I wanted to make myself look good and make my coworkers really, I considered them to be my competition. I wanted them to look bad. You know, if, if, hey, if a promotion is going to take place, I want to make sure it's me and not them. Right. Um, I, I figured that was, that was the way to get ahead. And I think most people kind of think that it's wrong, by the way, it's totally wrong. Instead, what happened during that time period was that just made my coworkers mistrust me. And when I needed help, it was very challenging to get it. So after going through this leadership course that I was talking about, I realized that, that people who build their coworkers are seen as what they call natural leaders. So I took a different approach and, and I got remarkable results in a very short period of time. Um, so basically, let me kind of give you just in, in, in an overview format, just a few of those soft skills that, um, that my original coach focused on. It's also the things that you'll see me reinforce on the podcast over and over again. It's the things that I cover in my leadership courses. It's the thing that I teach my team when, uh, when they want to get ahead. Um, these are just a few of those things. So the very first one is public speaking and communication skills. Basically, any <laughs> there's nothing else that you can do to improve your success level more than become a better speaker in front of a group and a better communicator when you speak to to individuals and 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 groups of people. the The better you carry yourself and the more confidence that you show when you speak, the more of a leader people are going to see you as being. Right. So. It just, it's one of those, those really, and by the way, if you want additional tips on this, I got a, a, a my other podcast is called Fearless Presentations and um, I've, it's got hundreds, we've got hundreds of episodes that will help you become a better public speaker. So I would, I would encourage you to, to listen to that if you haven't started yet. Um, the, the second one is uh, conflict resolution skills. That's another soft skill that's really critical, really important, especially the bigger your organization gets or the higher up in an organization that, that you go. Because um, anybody can start an argument, but only a few really elite people can resolve conflicts in a way where both parties feel like they've won the argument. And the people that can do that 
are really seen by others as being great leaders. So conflict resolution skills are, are really important. Um, the third one is the one I talked about earlier, which is building other leaders around you. The, six, the success of a person is not determined by how successful that person is personally. It's how successful the people around them become. You know, when you, when you see a person that's surrounded by leader after leader after leader after leader after leader, you know that that person is a phenomenal leader because he or she is either building those leaders or attracting them, right? Um, the next one, the next soft skill that's really important is problem solving and especially problem solving in groups. I mean, uh, yeah, we want you to be creative uh, in your own thought processes and be able to solve problems. But really, if you can get a group to mesh together and solve challenging problems within the organization, especially post COVID time, then you're going to be very valuable, not only to your own company, but uh, to your clients and your customers and any other company that, that, um, that, that you're working with or building. Right. So most of us feel satisfied when we come up with, with the perfect solution to a problem, but then later we have challenges getting the team to buy into that solution. So I've come up with this fantastic idea. I kind of roll it out and the team's not doing anything with it. Right. Well, group problem solving is a, is a skill that's highly sought after because when you get the group to solve the problem, they're much more likely to implement it in a, in an effective way. Um, and the last one is persuasion. And, and this really goes along with the communication skills and public speaking, but I, I like to keep this as a, as a separate kind of entity, a separate skill, because it really doesn't matter how good your ideas are. If you can't win other people to your, to your side, people who are persuasive are very valuable to organizations. So the more you, you kind of work on that, the better. Now, in, in future episodes, we're going to be covering each one of those things in, in pretty good detail. So if you stick around and kind of listen every week for the next four or five weeks, you should pick up on some really, really good soft skills that will help you increase your success level, even in a down economy. All right, we'll see you next week on the High Impact Leaders podcast. Bye, y'all.